0: Hello friends, it's Alan Gates, Bishop of the Diocese of Massachusetts, and I'm here beside Otter Lake at our beautiful diocesan center, the Barbara C. Harris Camp and Conference Center, to join you in a service of Summer Sunday Worship. We're very sad that caring for one another in this time of the coronavirus has made it impossible to hold Summer Camp Session this year. But the center is here, and it awaits our future use as soon as we're able. For camp next summer, we trust, and even before then, we hope, for vestry and parish retreats and other gatherings. The hospitality of Barbara C. Harris Center is a very great gift, and whether you are a member of a Diocese of Massachusetts congregation or a friend from elsewhere, this beautiful place is here for you. It's common to say that we feel closer to God in nature, and of course, it's true, we do. Being out in God's creation can awaken in us a sense of awe at the beauty of the world. It can remind us that you and I are part of that created beauty. Being out in God's creation can help calm us down, connecting us to the rhythms of the world. It was evening, it was morning, the first day. It was evening, it was morning, the second day. There's a peacefulness about the rhythms of creation. And being out in God's creation can help us put things into a larger, wider perspective. Turns out that Jesus tells a lot of stories, parables we call them, in which Jesus uses aspects of nature to teach us something about God. As a rabbi, Jesus was a good storyteller. Rabbis are always telling stories. And they have a tradition, it's called Midrash, in which they imagine even more details about stories in the Bible. Stories about the stories. So today, earlier, we heard uh, from the book of Genesis, the scripture that tells us the creation story. And now I want to share with you a Midrash. It's from a collection called Does God Have a Big Toe? Stories About Stories in the Bible. The author is Rabbi Mark Gelman, and the book was published back in 1989 by HarperCollins. So this story is called The First New Year. And Rabbi Gelman imagines some more things that happened at the time of creation. When Adam was first put into the Garden of Eden, he was amazed at everything. The smell of the flowers made him dance, the sounds of the birds made him sing for joy. But of all the things that amazed Adam in the Garden of Eden, by far the most amazing thing was the sun. The sun was so far away he could not touch it, and yet it warmed his face as if it were close. Imagine Adam's surprise when the sun sank right down behind the edge of the garden and disappeared. Adam did not notice the sinking of the sun until it had already sunk, and then everything turned dark and cold. Adam was afraid, and so were the animals. They all crowded around him, and he tried to look brave, but none of them looked very brave, shivering through that first cold night. After a while, Adam fell asleep but later he was awakened by a warm feeling on the back of his neck. He whirled around, and he saw the sun peeking over the other side of the garden. Adam did not understand how the sun was able to sneak around and come up on the other side of the Garden of Eden, but he was happy that the sun was in the sky again and not so cold. Adam tried to reassure all the animals that the sun was back to stay, But after some time, they came rushing over to Adam. "'It's sinking again!' they cried. And sure enough, the sun was sinking lower and lower in the sky. "'Let's build something to stop the sun from sinking,' they said. So the animals scurried around, piling stuff at just the spot where the sun sank. They hoped that the sun would hit their pile of junk and stop at the edge of the Garden of Eden just before it sank, and everything got cold again. The monkey piled bananas, and the elephant piled tree trunks, and the squirrel piled nuts, and the pile of stuff rose high over the wall that surrounded the Garden of Eden. But then the sun sank, just right behind all that stuff, and it was dark again, and it was cold again, and the animals were frightened again. Then God explained to Adam that the sun would sink again and again and again and that there was nothing that he or the animals could do to stop it. But God also said that there was nothing to worry about because in a few hours the sun would rise again over the other side of the garden. God explained to Adam that separating the sinking and rising and sinking and rising of the sun was something called time. And God explained to Adam that The time from one sinking to another sun sinking was one day. And the time of seven sun sinkings was one week. And the time of four weeks of sun sinkings was one month. And the time of twelve months was one year. Do you understand? God asked Adam. Sure, said Adam, who actually had no idea what God was talking about. What Adam thought was this. After one day, I'm all right because I still have six others before the week is over. And after the week is over, I'm okay because I have three other weeks before the month is over. And then I have 11 other months to use up. So Adam went on about his work in the garden. Days and weeks and months went by, and Adam marked them all but did not think much of it. Until one day, Adam noticed that 11 months and three weeks and six days that all then used up, and then it hit him. I have used up all the time. What am I going to do now? Tonight the sun will sink and it will never rise again because it is the end of time. I'm going to have to wander around in the dark and it's going to be cold all the time and I'm going to trip over things. Oh Lord, what will I do now? On that last day of the last week of the last month of the year, Adam said goodbye to the animals. He called them together near the big tree in the middle of the garden and said, I don't know if I will see you tomorrow, because I don't know if there's going to be a tomorrow. Before the sun sinks for the last time, I wanted you all to know that you were good friends. If I did anything to hurt you in any way, I'm sorry, and I hope you will forgive me. The animals all hugged Adam and each other, and bunched up together because they figured that they would soon be cold, and they cried a little as they watched the sun sink for the last time behind the edge of the garden. And then after a while, the sun peeped up over the other side of the garden, just as it had every other morning of the first year. A new day had begun. It was the first day of the second year. Then Adam heard God counting. Ten years is one decade. Ten decades is one century. Ten centuries is one millennium. Ten millennia. But by this time, Adam had fallen asleep. When Adam woke up, he smelled the flowers, heard the birds singing, and thanked God for making time Way big enough. So, in our own world right now, the coronavirus pandemic has made lots of things very strange and sometimes scary. This has been going on for a long time, much longer than we imagined when it first got started. So, we might feel a little bit like Adam and the animals and wondering when the sun was going to come back, wondering if the sun would come back, they did. Trying to look brave, sometimes shivering in the night, and feeling very anxious. And we might feel like that. God told Adam that things would be okay. God said that separating the sinking and the rising and the sinking and rising of the sun was something called time. And that time was in God's hands. Sometimes, for us, time seems to pass very quickly. At other times, it seems to pass very slowly. And this pandemic is passing very slowly. But this time, like all time, is in God's hands. And our lives, like all lives, are in God's hands. The rabbi's story reminds us that when it's night, and we're feeling anxious, we should remember that the sun is going to rise again. As Christians, we believe that Jesus' resurrection extends that story. When Jesus rose like the sun, God was promising that even when the saddest possible things happen, even then there will be a sunrise and there will be a new beginning. Right now, I'm glad to remember that promise. So, from the story, the animals hugged Adam and Eve together and bunched up together because they figured that the sun would soon be gone and they would be cold and they cried a little as they watched the sun sink. But then, after a while, the sun peeped up over the other side of the garden just as it had every morning of the first year and a new day had begun. So get with someone that you care about and hug and bunch up together and maybe cry a little because there's a lot of sadness right now. But then look around at God's big and beautiful world and remember this thing called time and that it is in God's hands and wait for the sun to rise again. Thank you for joining us at camp today for service. We look forward to seeing you here in person one day.